Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. And 51% believe that Donald Trump should be a presidential candidate in 2024. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. C, Senor. It is a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. This is what we call Little Friday, Thursday. Oh, yeah. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Anybody. Literally anybody, anybody who can fog a mirror, who's not Trump, impeachment, storming the Capitol, or anything related. Yeah. I have no interest in any of that today. Zero. I suppose it's my job to pump up the music, Michael. It's an information party. It's got to feel like a party. We need a party Especially on Little Friday, man. Especially on Little Friday. Everybody's going to be hitting the clubs tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that. You know, I do have some enthusiasm for some of those topics merely because it is my life's crusade, my jihad, if you will, to counter the stupidity, inaccuracy, and dishonesty of the mainstream media. I I retain enthusiasm for that task. Good for you. Um, I found myself listening to music on the way in. I just oh, I can't hear that. handle the news cycle. I just all right. Well, you know, a lot of times with the, with any of your big stories, was it ev- sea shanties? Were you listening to sea shanties? <laughs> Everything that can be said about a certain thing has been said until the next thing happens, and it's just okay, you know, some people just like to roll around in the same information over and over again. Oh, sure. I like a big tub of the same information. I'm just going to pour it over my head and rub it on my body. I don't want the same information over and over again. I just don't have that much interest in it. I hear you. You know, during the historic impeachment uh, vote yesterday, in the aftermath, I was in the dentist's chair getting a crown replaced. It's rather a long procedure. It's like two and a half hours. Seems like you go to the dentist a lot. Do you go more than most people, or is that average? I get uh, my teeth cleaned every week, and uh, and I have them uh, yank one out, uh, one per month, and replaced with an implant. Yeah, that's right. Your policy it's is you, my, uh, you remove life. you remove the worst tooth yes. every week and replace it with a new one. Right. It's like Jack Welch at GE. Uh-huh. Yeah, I replace the bottom ten percent every month, <laughs> and soon I will be a superhuman <laughs> who can live forever. No, actually, my my teeth have been great lately. But uh, so I was watching CNN uh, with the volume off, so it had the uh, you know the uh, what do you call it the closed captioning going, and it was astonishing to me. How little there was to say and how often it was said by various people, just over and over again, to your point. Boring. Um, And Wolf Blitzer was anchoring. Speaking to anybody who can fog a mirror. Seriously, the next guy who walks past the studios, grab him, teach him how to anchor. He'd be better than that cotton-headed ninny muggins. If you want a new story, the unemployment claims numbers just came out, as they always do on Thursday, and are almost a million which is the highest number since September, and definitely not the direction we were hoping to be going at this point in the pandemic. That's a terrible number. That is a terrible number. Oy. That is a terrible number. 
Oh, uh, boy. Uh, just in terms of jabbing in the headlines, in case you just weren't paying that much attention, nearly 200 Republicans uh, voted no on impeachment yesterday with only 10 voting yes, to give you an idea of uh, you know where that whole thing is. So there you go. It's funny you should phrase it like that, since everywhere else it's being touted as the most bipartisan impeachment ever, with 10 Republicans voting yes. Well, I think the headline is that 200 Republicans voted no, so it's a long way from uh, you know a, a unified uh, view of things. Anywho, um, uh, the, the COVID vaccines are getting out faster, which is kind of good news, which could help that unemployment number, obviously, but... Uh, yesterday, which was the best day we've had in the nation since the vaccine started rolling out, we were at half of where we thought we were going to be um, on a day-by-day basis. So that's yeah. that's the good news. We're now at half because we were at, is this thing on? That's where we were Yeah. <laughs> on rolling out the COVID vaccine uh, like a month ago. So I am heartened somewhat to see even the, the thick-headest, thickest-headed governors, rather, uh, in the country yeah. are saying, yeah, uh, we got to adapt, we got to change, we got to get this out faster. So that's encouraging. Yeah, that nearly one million claims um, is is terrible. Rising layoff surge, says the Wall Street Journal, as a headline. Well, that's a headline. They would know. We'll talk more about that later. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. And we'll introduce everybody in the squad, starting there with our board operator, Michelangelo. He presses buttons, he flips toggles, he pulls levers, he wears T-shirts to work every single day. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing quite well. I uh, found my wedding ring. Oh, there you go. After yeah. you bought another one. So you now have no, two. I, you got a backup. Yeah, I do have a backup, a cheap backup. Which do is you good. plan to wear two on one hand uh, or uh, one on each uh, your ring? No, j- just my original. Mm. Are you just going to keep adding jewelry? You're going to be yeah. like Johnny Depp pretty soon, just bracelets and <laughs> yeah. scarves. So where was it? Had you suitcased it and forgotten about no, it? Because I... I know you spent quite a bit of time in prison. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. I suitcased my wedding ring. <laughs> I was, I was walking at, through a tough one. I was, I was afraid at, they might mug me. I was at the club, and I didn't want the ladies to think I was... Uh... It's always the last place you look. <laughs> <laughs> or can look. Um, um, in the entryway of my home, believe it or not, I found it on the ground in the entryway of my home. It was like in the corner in a bit of dust. Shoot, it was wow. like covered. So it must have fallen off my finger. You had passed out. <laughs> it was like the only conclusion. I have no idea how it got there, but I'm glad it, you know I found it. So, did you get measured for this when you got it? Yeah, but I think it was in the summertime. I mean, mm-hmm. and so and you swell. Well, no, you shrink. Everybody does. Yeah, you you shrink in the winter, I guess. Your ring size changes in the summertime. I never noticed mine. Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah, the winter it's much looser. Sure, I yeah. never noticed that. It's blood flow to the extremities, Jay. Mine fell off in the summer, and I lost it. So I don't know what that means. You're very sweaty. Well, congratulations on having it back. So are you wearing the original one now, and you're keeping the backup? I'm wearing the backup one right now. Okay. I've got to go get the original one sized. Oh, you're going to get it shrunk down Shrunk a down bit. so it go. stays on. So. Well, and you couldn't keep it on your finger for a week, so maybe you ought to keep the original one in a vault somewhere. Mm-hmm. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. And, uh, and, and Jack, i I, I got to tell you, we, we've talked about the Hannibal show. I, I jumped <laughs> into the Hannibal show. Yeah. That's a lot to take. It is. It is not an easy watch. I I think I'm going to turn it into a podcast of sorts where I'm just going to listen to it because I enjoy the dialogue and the criminal back and forth and the the, the mental chess and all that stuff. That part is awesome. The gore is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody tell me, has there ever been a gorier show than Hannibal on Netflix? 
To me, it's was the, that made for Netflix or do, was that know, ported over from? To, to me, it's the definition of gratuitous. It's a sick enough. It's like just having a boob all of a sudden in a movie, you know? Just oh, hey now. <laughs> Does that anything to do on the Netflix? Plot? I don't know. I just there must be some people that like over the top. It was gore. developed for NBC. This is incredible. It was never going to air on NBC. Good Oof. lord. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Don't uh, don't show it to the kids or anybody who wasn't a Marine in Fallujah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, January 14th, year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Let's begin officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Two-thirds of us, that's what it takes to convict at <laughs> Mark. Well, here's some good news this year. The Girl Scouts are teaming up with Grubhub for contactless cookie delivery. Oh. And in a related story, eight-year-old Anna Watkins just passed Elon Musk to become the richest person in the world. There you go. So you can get Girl Scout cookies delivered to your home. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like, uh, how quick? (laughs) Certain time in my life where I would have taken advantage of that, certainly. I've had a couple of bourbons. I'm in the mood for a Samoa or three. (laughs) Can I just make the call? (laughs) A Samoa or three. Whoever has one Girl Scout cookie. Oh, please. I don't even think it's possible. Yeah. Um, how's the mail bag look? Oh, it's very nice. It's carefully uh, curated. It's it's a work of art. Mm, a work of art. Sure. Um, and we got to get into some of the news of the day, and we certainly not aren't going to be leaning heavily on the whole impeachment thing because I no, think we'll we... let you know what you need to know, but we're not going to flog it all day and pretend that there's something there because there ain't. Well, we know what's going on, and uh, until something else happens, I don't know what what you want to say. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Here's my favorite headline on the thing, if you got to have a headline on the thing. As of yesterday afternoon, Donald Trump is now the only cast member of Home Alone 2 to be impeached by the House of Representatives on two separate occasions. <laughs> Which is... Completely true. Plenty of time still for Macaulay. <laughs> we always we watched Home Alone 2 several times leading up to Christmas and uh, always amused when uh, he's running through the Plaza Hotel lobby and runs into Donald Trump. I think I've seen Home Alone 2 once, but it was decades ago. It's all it about good? the age of your kids. Yeah, it's, it is good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Th- that's bad parenting. Though. Home Alone 3 is horrible, though. Home Alone is diehard for kids. Absolutely huh. is. Interesting. Home Alone 3 is terrible. Yeah. Mailbag. No Macaulay Culkin, for one thing. <laughs> Please. Didn't have the Come Culkin on. magic. Come on. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from the great James Madison, the late great James Madison, father of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Americans have the right and advantage of being armed, unlike the citizens of other countries whose governments are afraid to trust the people with arms. Hey, now. Take that to the bank, huh? Since we brought up James Madison yesterday and I said I'd been texting with Tim Sandifer about what a person should read, the best biography of Madison, according to Tim Sandifer, is by a guy named Ralph Ketchum. It's very, very large. But American Compact is another book, which is, uh, is short, but very good. I don't want, when I read a biography, skip the freaking childhood. Jeez. Let's get to when they were changing the world. Good Lord. I disagree. I wish you could buy a special version of biographies that skips the crap that's got nothing to do with them 
becoming who they are. You don't think the childhood has anything to do with them becoming who they are? Uh, well, I, I, okay, here's where we agree. Here's where we meet in the middle. I think for a lot of guys, it's meaningless. You could sum it up in a page. Yes. He had a fairly nice childhood. His parents were good people. He did pretty well in school. He played a little baseball. Anyway, he ran for president. <laughs> right. Now, Lincoln's autobiography, you have to have his childhood. If it's relevant to what they ended up being, sure. But if it's not, freaking leave it out. I hate it when they meet in the middle. You would, you would, ed- you'd educate so many more people if you wouldn't make biographies so long and dull with crap that nobody needs to know. Yeah, here, here. There you go. Moving along to the correspondence proper. Uh, Bill writes, guys, can I propose an insurrection-free Thursday in place of the Trump-free Friday? Love the show. Yeah, no kidding. Thank you, Bill. I hear that, brother. I hear that, man. Uh, David in Umpqua, beautiful Umpqua, Oregon. Will liberal Ben and Jerry's miss the chance at peachment ice cream? Uh, <laughs> peachment? Peachment. I wonder how mm. peach and mint would go. If I were Ben and or Jerry. <laughs> and or? It would and, be. The end is complicated. <laughs> it would be. It would be mmm, peachment. Yep. Like MMM peachment. Right, right. Yeah, but that sounds like a disgusting flavor. Nobody would add mint to peach. So, for that reason, it will not exist. We're a gluten-free household. Ice cream has become a big thing for us, because almost all ice cream treats are gluten-free. Ah, didn't know that. Yeah. Gluten is it's a protein in wheat, mostly, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. Uh, we read this late in the show uh, yesterday, but I thought it was worth sharing again. There are a fair number of, of folks, including our listeners, who believe this. You guys and your attempts at moral ple- preening. It's clear you guys have no idea the fascism that is unfolding right now. We were condemning some of Trump's rhetoric and how he called out uh, Pence during the siege and and the whole, uh, you know, the election was stolen thing. We're so far beyond the point of any kind of diplomacy or political action being able to work with these left-wing fascists. Further attempts only further enable them to run roughshod over anyone with a conservative viewpoint. You name me any fascist regime, regime where political action or diplomacy worked. We've got to be able to defend ourselves. Boy, I hope you're wrong, because then we're, we are full-on headed towards civil war. Um, yeah, I, now I remember why he wrote this. We were calling for everybody to take the temperature down a notch to remember we're all Americans, et cetera, et cetera. And he's saying that's a bad idea? Well, he's saying that, you know, and there are situations in life where you being uh, peace-loving and cooperative will get you run over. Sure. Um, I did, I'll talk more about this later, not in the middle of mailbag, but I tweeted out a piece from Reason. Reason, which is a libertarian, you know, super smart people writing articles. And Josh Blackman, who I believe we've had on several times, um, he wrote a, a pretty powerful defense of not impeaching Trump. Um, on how Trump's speech is protected by the First Amendment, and it would be dangerous to impeach him. So if you, if you swing that way and you want some uh, you know, backup for your arguments, it's there at Reason Magazine. Sure. Well, and in spite of all the people, in the media especially, and on social media, who act as if uh, every question has a 100% certain answer, they don't, including the impeachment. You can you can argue it both. Oh my God, we're talking about impeachment. Yep, I'm not anymore. There there are plenty of good argument. You brought it up, you hypocrite. I just pointed people a direction to read you about it. Hypocrite. You're stopped. one of those fascists. Shane was warning us about. <laughs> you can't be stopped. Uh, how much time do we have, Michael? I can't see the clock. I moved it over. Ah, uh, let's see. How about this? <clears throat> yeah, celebrity death. Do you want a celebrity death? Just happened. Mm, okay. Siegfried of Siegfried and Roy has passed at 81. Joining, joining Roy on the great cloud in the sky. Didn't Roy just uh, go not too long ago? 
Roy got eaten by a tiger, remember? <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. He had a stroke. The tiger bit him, et cetera. So anyway. Roy got eaten by a tiger a long time ago, and now Siegfried has passed. I guess the tiger didn't eat him. I guess God needed to tame a lion. <laughs> wow, that's terrible on several different levels. Uh, Brian wrote in on, um, well, uh, let's see. He says, I think the people that voted for Trump think what he did to Pence was wrong. However, after four-plus years of the drive-by media, big tech, big pharma, big business, schools, uh, the impeachment, court siding, uh, the bureaucrats, voting by mail, voting without ID, dead people, Soros money. I've just had enough. And what he's saying, and it goes on for some time, is um, you can't attack us this much and then ask us to be civil. It's time to fight. It's time to win. And then he goes on, and this is the part I really found interesting. He said, here's, a, here's another list of uh, things I can't trust that I used to. The FBI, the CIA, the Department of Justice, HLS, Homeland Security, okay. Military political figures, the IRS. The IRS took everything we had as a Tea Party, drove two members of our uh, Tea Party unit out of business. The properties still sit vacant. Uh, Yeah, there is absolutely a, a steep decline in faith. In American institutions. So we'll catch up on some more new of the news of the day, and I've got my favorite correction I've ever seen to a news story in the history of making a correction ah, to excellent. a news story that is quite hilarious, among other things on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Lots of big money at stake in two lotteries. Tonight's Powerball drawing drawing is for $550 million jackpot. And Friday's Mega Millions prize is expected to rise to $750 million after no one won last night. That would be the fifth largest jackpot in U.S. history. That's a lot of money. I like to play the Powerball. Powerball. (laughs) So... We happened to be watching that live last night, uh, Judy and uh, Big D, my son, who's uh, home for a few days, and I, and uh, and I said to Jude, I said, if I win that seven hundred and fifty million bucks, we'll just we'll have a house here and there and there and there, so we'll never have to stay in a hotel. And she said, No, that's a bad idea. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Wait a minute, wait a minute. I just I just proposed a plan. If we win seven hundred fifty million dollars, and you got to object to it. It's like it's like. You know, if we lived on the moon, I'd wear nothing but bow ties. And her saying, you look stupid in bow ties. I mean, this, <laughs> um, and, this uh, is why her marriage works. The, I, the Midwestern daughter of uh, depression survivors to her bones. Would I be correct that you're probably not going to buy a lottery ticket also? So that adds to the... That diminishes of, my chances by only one. Well, it also really. adds to the lack of necessity to point out your flaw <laughs> and that you're not even playing the lottery. Right. It is unlikely. Powerball! I've said this before, and it always makes people mad. So, um, People who like to play the lottery, I, I, I only know for myself, and maybe, maybe you can play the lottery without it occupying any of your energy. But I know at the point in my life where I paid any attention to the lottery, it released a certain amount of energy that would have been much better pointed toward actually doing anything to get my life together. 
<laughs> and, I see. And, and, yes. And any any time, and I mean like minutes, any minutes spent on what I would do if I won it, or you know, to trying to figure out what time they announce and stuff like that, would have been better spent on getting my resume together or sending, <laughs> you know, anything. Yeah. And yeah. it's just just allowing that fantasy a little bit. I I, I look back on it. I think it's, it was a horrible idea. I'm embarrassed by it. And I think it was it was it was a, an element of giving up on thinking you could get out of the pit you were currently in. I, I get your your point. It's releasing some of the steam that you need to drive the engine of your ambition. Absolutely. There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. How's that? Because you're not going to win. You're not going to win. And spending any time thinking about boy, it should be great if I won is is. If if you're in a sucky situation, is not good. I know what I'm gonna do if I do though. Going right. To Somebody's strip, gotta win it. Right to a strip club. Start dating a stripper. It. <laughs> if if but only if it seems like she really likes me for me and not the money. This conversation reminds me a little, and you know, and I'm happy to go on tangents that don't include impeachment. So um, it's not gonna happen. Okay, I want to hear more about that, but um. I was watching comedians uh, in cars drinking coffee with Jerry Seinfeld, and he was talking to a little black guy comedian. Really funny. Kevin, Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart. <laughs> and Kevin Hart's got a new special out. But anyway, he's talking to Kevin Hart, and they were talking about money and everything like that. And Kevin Hart was talking about how when he when he first made it. Oh, they're talking about being rich and do their kids, how do their kids react and blah, 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 blah. Um, but he, Kevin Hart was talking about when he signed his first deal, he was in his mid-20s. And he signed a deal for $250,000. And he never had any money before. And he went to his parents and he said, Dad, I'm going to buy you a house. And he went to his all his family, brothers and sisters, all his friends. And everybody said, what do you want? What do you want to drive? What do you mm. want to drive? It's on me. $250,000. Obviously, if you buy five $50,000 cars, <laughs> you've got $0 left. Correct. Uh, yes. If you buy a couple of $100,000 cars, you're out of money really fast. But, um, you know, so... It's pretty easy to get off track with money. Here, here. <laughs> this is my only point. Um, you're not thinking about uh, having too much money or luxuries if you've lost your job during this pandemic. The Wall Street Journal has got an article today because the new numbers are out on jobless claims, almost a million. Um, that's the highest number since August, mid-August. It's not going the right direction currently. And, well, I'll just read what the Wall Street Journal says about it. The report added to the evidence that the rapid rise in COVID-19 cases across the country, fresh business restrictions in some places are weighing on the labor market again. I know my town, USA, they announced that the the, the super strict shutdown was over yesterday. I was driving through downtown yesterday, and they were setting up the tables outside, and people were already eating and drinking outside. That's how quickly they got back into it, which means to me that, you know, they definitely notice the difference between being able to have people eat outside and not. Oh, yeah. Revenue-wise, They absolutely. got it on immediate. Yeah. Leisure and hospitality workers continue to bear the brunt of the decline. The people who had gotten hurt the most in the beginning are still getting hurt the most. And it's part of that that whole thing. There's, there's a lot of people right now, and it's been this way for months, whose lives have been turned upside down. And there's not a lot of a glimmer of hope. And then many, many people whose lives have not been disrupted that much. And then you got the chunk who are doing better than ever. Correct. In a number yeah. of uh, uh, fields that just have never had a better year. Yeah. Well, obviously, this thing has to end as soon as humanly possible. The best way to do that is to get the vaccine out into everybody. 
Yeah, and the states are adapting. Even Kate Brown, the soft-headed governor of Oregon, who believes that unicorns are real and and fairies speak to her in her 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 fern garden, has said, "Yeah, this isn't working. Let's just do sixty-five plusers, uh, the teachers. Let's just give it out." Thank you. No more talk of decolonization and writing historical wrongs through the vaccine. Um. So here's something I learned yesterday about impeachment that I didn't know. Uh, so it's a completely separate vote on the whole. You can never hold office again. So they. Sean, ha- so they. Have Sean, to- if you could take notes, this is twice he's brought it up. Mm-hmm. Go on, no, I'm sir. Score. Go this on. is yes. new information I find interesting. This All is right. not All a right. discussion of the same stuff everybody knows. I don't think most people know this. I didn't know it till yesterday. Okay. I thought when you got impeached and convicted, that automatically meant you couldn't hold future office. That's a separate vote. So if two-thirds vote to convict Trump, then they would have a separate vote on a different thing of can he ever hold office again, and that vote is only majority. You just have to get... 50% plus one to bar him from ever holding office again. Okay, so it's like a conviction than a death penalty vote in like a criminal trial. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a pretty good way to look at it. But you have to get the remove from office in order to get to the correct bar from future office, and he's already left office, which is why many constitutional scholars are saying it's not clear whether you can do this. Uh-huh, right. Yeah, it's just, it's a waste of time anyway, and energy. That's how that would play out. You just stated a few minutes ago that he will not be convicted. No, um, I don't even think they'll hold the trial. Well, I would think if the numbers aren't there, I got I can't imagine how Democrats push for the trial if the numbers aren't there. Well, especially because Biden's going to be screaming, "No, don't, well, don't." Right. That, which gets to my gets to my. I would listen to music on the way in. You can't you can't find anything but impeachment talk. Everywhere you go in the news, like right. looking at the Washington Post or whatever, they got like nine different kinds of impeachment stories on the front page. Um, that's what it will be like during the first months of Joe Biden's presidency. Uh-huh. You won't be able to find anything but impeachment talk. And is that what that's not what I would want if I were him? That's not what I would want if I were a Democrat. Right. Well, and I've also heard constitutional experts pointing out that what Biden just kind of floated out, um, it was, I, I think, just kind of off the top of his head, was the idea of, hey, we'll impeach in the morning, then we'll do regular legislative stuff in the afternoon. There are a lot of Senate experts who say you can't do that. you got to because... start the trial and finish it. Huh. I don't know anything um, about that. No, neither do I, honestly, but uh, they seem fairly confident in their assertion. So you add all those factors together. You don't have the votes. Biden is begging the Senate not to do it. Uh, in all probability, 100 days have passed. Trump's long gone from the, the presidency anyway. And it's not even clear whether you can bar him from a future office. What the hell would be the purpose of going through the exercise? I don't think it will happen. And I think the uh, the chattering classes are wasting your time and just, you know, praying you stay tuned to their drivel. Because I think it's, uh, it's uh, you know, much ado about nothing, honestly. Um, now, if you want to talk about the whole capital thing, we've vowed not to, but, you know, that's a legitimate topic. At what, when does a speech cross the line? You know, calling out Pence, was that appropriate? I'm more than happy to talk about the ideas, but in terms of impeachment being an event that's going to happen and you should stay tuned to hear us talk about it, no. Hmm, interesting. Uh, have you heard about air fryers? Are air fryers worth the hype? I've got a you know, I have on heard about air fryers. I mean, just it's in the in the air, so to speak. People are talking about it. It's the pressure cooker. It's the rice cooker. The what? What was the one that was so popular like last year? Uh, what, quick ago? pot. 
pressure yeah, pot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I boil everything. <laughs> Steak. With pizza. hose water, not even tap water. <laughs> hose water. <laughs> Boiled in hose water. H-O-S-E, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. <laughs> so what should we know about the air fryer? Well, Are we going to talk about that? was a tease. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a, the I'm, the a man, I'm a man who enjoys eating. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you tease me. I heard fryer. Why scientists, this is a good headline, why scientists want to shorten the minute to 59 seconds. <laughs> this changes everything. <laughs> oh, boy. And uh, the shocking thing that Kevin McCarthy said yesterday on the floor, if, if we want to get back to that, I was uh, surprised he said it uh, regarding Antifa. So we could get to all that if you stay tuned. It's official. Andrew Yang is running for mayor of the Big Apple. Let's fight for a future New York City that we can all be proud of. The technology entrepreneur who rose to fame after a Democratic bid for the White House is launching his campaign in Morningside Heights. I came of age, fell in love, and became a father here. But the New York resident is receiving backlash for fleeing the city during the pandemic to his second home upstate. Oh, whatever. Um, All right. Uh, Andrew Yang, uh, mayor of New York. That's an interesting thing to picture. I heard an interesting yeah. assessment of him by some, um, 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 you know, political hacks, people that are, you know, run people for a living, on how he is a very, very liberal guy. But for whatever reason, everybody likes him. He doesn't make you feel like he's yelling at you or belittling you or mm. or calling you a Nazi or something like that. Wow, an old views, style liberal. It's just uh, well, not not no, it's not bad. He no? necessarily. I mean, he's a very very you know turn the world upside down. Um, uh, all kinds of uh, uh, wacky ideas for e- economic policies, but there's something about his toot in the way he presents it, and how it'd be nice if we could have more politicians, right and left, that were able to do that. Hmm. That don't make everybody. You know, on the other side, feel like they're being attacked. Yeah, interesting. It's just I find the guy charming. I yeah, admit it exactly. But you know, if he's uh, for more central planning and redistribution of wealth, which I know he is, you know, no, thank you. Maybe it's uh, maybe it is just charm. It's as simple as that. The correction of the day. I don't know where this appeared. It's from a writer of the Wall Street Journal, so one could assume it was in the Wall Street Journal. But I don't know where it came came from. Might have been just a Twitter. Um, the correction is. Uh, let me turn my phone sideways so I can look at it because the print is so tiny. Correction. A previous version of this story misstated that Representative Ted Lieu grabbed a crowbar before leaving his office. He grabbed a pro bar energy bar. Tell you what, if you're in a fight to the death and you grab a, you know, like a protein bar, you're, uh, well. Well, I don't think he was in the. You better be Bruce Lee. (laughs) See, I don't think he was in a fight to the death. And with the recent events, hearing that uh, a politician grabbed a crowbar as they left their desk, you you might think, oh my God. That's dramatic as hell. Right. He he grabbed an energy bar. (laughs) That is hilarious. They're storming the Capitol, but I'm hungry. I guess I could have one of these bars. Don't want to make any decisions on an empty stomach. Um, God, my son has been gobbling up energy bars like they're candy bars. You know why? Because they're candy bars. <laughs> most of them. Yeah, a lot of them are. Been trying to break that habit. Read the label, everybody. 
You can find some with low sugar, but they're somewhat hard to find. <clears throat> the um, we've got to at some point get to Reason Magazine with a long explanation of why Trump's speech did not uh, certainly didn't violate free speech, and if it didn't violate free speech, then you, then you can't uh, accuse him of insurrection. That's from Reason Magazine, the Libertarians. So. so they're saying it was protected speech. Protected speech, yeah. You can get away with it. Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, so we'll get to that later. All right. Kind of interesting. Oh, plus news, big news on the horse race between Illinois and Cal Unicornia to be the first bankrupt state. Major developments. So uh, why scientists want to shorten the minute to 59 seconds? How many scientists? <laughs> We should consider shortening the minute to just 59 seconds, at least for one leap second that would better line up with the Earth's real rotation. Okay, that's fine. It's got to do with the whole, um, you know, you got leap year where you got one extra day in February. It's because we build up too, mon- too much, too many seconds. Because mm-hmm. what uh, it's actually, I used to know this when I was a kid. I was super into memorizing it. But a, a day is 24 hours and a certain number of seconds long. I'll have to take your word for it. Yeah, it's not exactly 24 hours. And so it builds up, and then you catch up with that one every four years, you get it out of the way with that one leap year And if year we day. didn't do that, what would happen? <laughs> um, well, eventually you would have uh, your day, you, you would be dark at night, and I mean dark during the day and light at night, or you would get completely off track. Because the, 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 in the third year, it seems like everything's normal. And <laughs> yeah, even no, leading up take to the February 29th on the fourth year, well, it that's, how you, okay. that's, that's how you get screwed, Sean. It's a slippery slope. All of a sudden, it's 3 p.m., it's pitch black. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> so, it's, it's, hmm. I don't, for some reason, this blows my mind. You don't want your mind blown. So we have to have a leap day, but that's a whole day. Yeah, I think they would eliminate the leap day if they made the, the hour 59 seconds. Every hour or just an hour? I think every hour. Huh. Would they have to do it after? Or a minute. Every every it's minute. a minute, yeah. yeah. Would they have to do it after closing time, like they do with daylight savings, to not affect the bars? I gotta believe that would make time telling time really difficult. Time is a construct. First, well, wow, <laughs> what a high thing to say. Yeah, please. And then you all just sit there and stare at the wall for like an hour after that statement. Uh, I mean, where to go from there? Time is a construct. Um, what would you do if you had a time machine? Sell it. So your watch might become completely worthless. You would sell your time machine, Joe? (laughs) Wow. I'd get what I could for it. A little spending money, a little walking around money. Buy a bunch of lottery tickets. If you sold your time machine, I I have a feeling that very soon, the first thing you'd wish is you could go back in time. (laughs) And And ironically uh, enough, (laughs) I cannot. And here's the kicker. You can't. Yeah. So I think... Anybody who's gone to college has had this experience. You have a professor you can't understand because of their accent. I left the MBA program at Kansas University over that. I was in an accounting class that I was up against it anyway. I'd never taken any accounting class, high school or college, and there I was at a graduate-level accounting class. And this guy was from Nigeria and apparently brilliant, but I couldn't understand a freaking word he said. Mm. 
Mm. And he talked so fast. I just had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. Likewise, first calculus class I ever took was in college. And the professor, I can't remember, he was from Southeast Asia somewhere. A nice enough fella. He tried to help me. But, he, you know, calculus is full of, uh, you know, letters and numbers, right? And I couldn't tell X from H from A from there was another letter. They all sounded exactly the same. They all sounded like X. And it, I was just, I had to drop the class. Well, that makes both of us linguistic racists, Jack. According to a linguistics and education professor from Michigan State University, Peter say, DaCosta. That's funny. I was about to say the opposite. Now that I'm older, I feel like I should have some recourse and say, look, I paid a lot of money for this. Um, I, 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 I think it's perfectly reasonable to be able to understand the language of the professor to be able to take this class that seems like a reasonable thing yeah exactly so if you say i can't understand you because of your accent that is linguistic racism wow and you should be condemned for that all right okay and these people are indoctrinating your children if it were for free that would be awful but they're charging you tens of thousands of dollars to pervert your children's minds isn't that lovely on the other hand and occasionally i get a little hope brian cranston great actor Breaking Bad, Malcolm in the Middle, etc. <laughs> He's come out against cancel culture. He says it's it's terrible, it's poisonous, it's mm. coarsening. It, whatever happened to forgiveness? And this guy's a liberal, a liberal. Mm. So if if that, that, I'd love to see that catch on a little bit. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, I have more of his his quote coming up. It's good. It's good stuff. Smart guy. So if you think Trump shouldn't be impeached, Reason Magazine agrees with you, and we'll get to that at some point. I hope you can stay with us. Armstrong and Getty.